The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Go Green Radio, brought to you by Covanta Energy. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Rethink renewable energy and energy from waste. This program will help start you thinking about how to protect our world and its important resources. Now here's the host for Go Green Radio, Jill Buck. Welcome to Go Green Radio. You know, I just have had such a great week, and this is the culmination of a lot of great things. Earlier this week, I sent out a newsletter. If you're not signed up for my newsletter, here's how to do it. I'm going to back up for a second. Go to www.gogreeninitiative.org, and you'll find on my website a button that says, Join Our Listserv. Earlier, I sent out a newsletter, and I talked about some green teens who have just blown my mind with what they've been able to achieve. I talked about three different teenagers that are doing, or teenage groups that are doing really cool things. The first one that I talked about was the high school students in science and uh, civics at Pontiac High School in Pontiac, Illinois. They've created a program uh, that basically keeps prescription drugs that people are done with, you know, they still have some pills, but they don't need it anymore. They are able to collect those and dispose of them properly instead of having people wash them down the toilet or wash them down the drain um, so that these prescriptions actually end up in the water supply. This is actually a growing problem across the U.S. And these teenagers came up with a program called P2D2 that swept their city. It's now sweeping the state of Illinois. The state of Indiana is picking up on it. And it all started with these teenagers. They totally rocked my world. So I'm giving a shout-out to the teens at Pontiac High School in Pontiac, Illinois. There are also a couple of other teenagers, uh, one in Texas, um, one in L.A. They're doing some amazing things using their gifts to help create a greener, cleaner world. One's using art, one's using leadership, and I'm just blown away. Um, I tell some great stories about green heroes in my newsletter, so if you're not getting those, again, go to www.go greeninitiative.org and sign up for my listserv. Well, today's Go Green Radio, our first segment is going to be talking about green teens and actually giving green teens a voice and a TV show to talk about how to take some leadership, even as a teenager, in making the planet more green. Our first guest today is Bob Anderson, and he is not just the father of two teenagers, He's the father of a brand-new national TV show called Eco Company, and it's set to air across the United States this fall. I'm going to give you the show's website because you really need to check it out. It's ever-evolving. It's going to be, uh, there's going to be more and more added to it as time goes on. But open a new web browser and check this out, www.eco-company, and company is spelled out, .tv. And there you will find some videos that Bob has already produced, the show is aimed at creating awareness, breaking down environmental issues in plain English, and it's going to profile teens leading the way to become green. And we know that teens have really joined the green revolution, and this show 
is all about what they're doing. Welcome, Bob Anderson, to Go Green Radio. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm very happy to be here. Well, I'm happy you're here, too. I'm a big, big fan. And as the mother of one teenager and two more almost teenagers, I really love what you're doing to create a green teen TV show. Now, before we dive into the particulars of the show, tell us personally what, in, what got you going, what got you thinking about doing a show like this. Well, I, I, I guess it goes back uh, about four years. Uh, I, I was general manager at an independent television station in San Francisco and realized that there wasn't much programming being produced in this genre, and yet I was living in a part of the country that was pretty much mecca for green lifestyles. Mm-hmm. So I decided to create a daily eco-news report at the station and an annual public service campaign called Your Green Life, and eventually created a weekly lifestyle program there uh, that was called also called Your Green Life, and that show has had some success in syndication around the country. Um, but I was also somewhat frustrated um, with the kind of programming that was available to satisfy uh, what the FCC describes as educational informational programming that all stations are required to air. So when I, when I left the station about 18 months ago with the idea of developing series programming for national distribution, it made sense to start with a program that would fulfill that requirement and could potentially have the greatest impact on the future, a show that would create awareness of these global issues with the young people of the country, um, showing examples of things that are being done and practical tips on things that all of us can really do every day. Um, and because it's the young people of today who really have the best chance of having a long-term impact on these issues. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm you know, closer to the other end of the circle of life, and, and uh, my impact may be, may be through this show, but it's the, it's the young people of today who are, are going to have the greatest impact. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And the exciting thing is they really are stepping up. We see examples of that quite a bit. But let's talk about the show itself. Tell us what kinds of stories you'll be telling and what the format of the show is. Tell us about what we're going to see in the near future on the show. Well, Eco Company, it's, it's a news magazine format, which is hosted by four teens, four high school students, um, a news news magazine type show that, e- and each show will have four or five, uh, three and a half to four four and a half minute stories, plus some practical tips um, and interesting eco factoids and some man on the street sound bites from teens being able to speak their mind about being green, and the kind of stories that we're going to cover will really be a whole gamut of topics from alternative energies such as solar and wind to transportation and the development of, of engines, uh, new fuel-efficient engines plus alternative modes of transportation, um, of course, convert, con- conservation and recycling, uh, new uses of recycled materials, organics, uh, the greening of growing and other manufacturing processes, um, so really a lot of subjects, uh, and, and we want it to be a very intelligent show. We'll have our hosts talk to university professors about global warming, trying to find the truth and, and dispel myths in terms that we can all understand, um, 
you know, I want to do stories that interest me as well as an adult, um, but simply done by teens and, and interviews done by teens. But the stories that we will seek out and try to feature the most and what I think are the best stories are the profiles of teens who are already doing something, those who have made a commitment and have a unique story to tell. Those are the stories that are most inspiring and the kind of stories that will really inspire action, at least I believe, among our young viewers. So, yeah, we'll be covering some very sophisticated and complicated subjects, uh, subjects that not only interest teens, but like I said, interest me. And our goal and the goal of the young hosts and reporters will be to put those stories into terms that not just teens will understand, but all of us, you know, will understand and be interested in. Well, I love a couple of things about what you just said. First of all, I like the news magazine format because, I mean, I have three kids. They watch TV. I'm not going to say how much because I don't want to be judged, (laughs) but it's significant. Um, But there really isn't anything in that space right now. I mean, there, there is not a news magazine type of show that they could watch. I mean, so that in and of itself is super unique. I love that. And I also like what you said about how you know, it's going to be sophisticated and intelligent. I think sometimes when I look at some of the programming that's out there, it really underestimates the intellect, the capability um, of our youth. Um, I see that in a lot of ways. And, and they're being challenged in their school environment to reach higher and higher state standards and what have you. And, you know, TV doesn't have to talk down to them. So I really think that that's cool. Now, Bob, when you think about the people who are going to watch your show, what do you envision them thinking about, you know, after they watch? And maybe even more importantly, what do you hope they will do after they watch an episode? Well, like you said, you know, teens do watch a lot of TV. I know that uh, mine do. (laughs) Um, And we all know that quite often families don't sit down and watch TV together which is unfortunate. Um, but I hope this show will not only interest teens, but will interest the parents and older siblings. So I'd like to imagine families um, who will make a commitment together, sitting down by watching the show, uh, to apply some of the practical tips in their home. And seeing what others are doing uh, will help them decide to take action and do something in their own lives. And maybe it's the teens uh, who are watching the show who will, let's say, apply pressure to mom mm-hmm. by non-toxic or organic cleaners for the house the next time she goes shopping or trying to convince dad to trade in that gas-guzzling SUV for something that is much more fuel-efficient. So whether it's watching the, the show together and making decisions to make changes and being inspired by some of the stories um, or, or the teens, you know, um, trying to get action to happen within the family unit, um, I guess I'd like to see the show have an influence on the entire household. That's very cool. You know, and it's funny. I can remember as a kid, TV was a family activity, mostly because there was only one TV. (laughs) And now, you know, a lot of homes have multiple TVs um, and multiple channels. I mean, there's just so much more choice out there. But in, in the day and age of 700 cable channels, you know, to choose from and multiple TVs, I think that's a great goal that you have, um, to have people sitting down together as a family to watch this and, moreover, um, to have an influence, a positive influence on family and home life. I think that's a great goal 
for for a new TV show, and um, I'm I'm very excited about that. Very very supportive of it. We're going to be going to break in just a moment, but folks, while we're on break, open a new web browser, check out the website for Bob's uh, Eco Company show. It's www.eco-company.tv, and we'll be back in just a moment with more with Bob Anderson on more Go Green Radio. News, opinion, your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787, 1-866-472-5787, voiceamerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%, 43%, or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Now, Mrs. Johnson, before we close on your mortgage loan, I want to make sure you remember Mike. Hi. You can trust me. I'm African-American, just like you. So here's the low monthly payments and interest rates we promised, and here's where they triple. The rest of this stuff is just here to make sure that we get your house when you can't pay us back. What a lovely house. Predatory lenders are never this easy to spot. Call us at 866-222-FAIR and protect yourself with the facts. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Fair Housing Alliance and the Ad Council. Radio by George is a lifestyle program dedicated to improving the lives of listeners by focusing on the holistic growth of their mind, body, and spirit. Host Eddie George shares his life experiences as well as the experiences of his guest commentators and experts with the listening audience to focus them toward reaching their personal and professional goals. Tune in every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. PST, 4 p.m. EST to Radio by George on the Voice America channel and learn more from the life experiences of a man who went from being a somewhat unruly kid in the streets of Philadelphia to a retired professional athlete who has become a role model for not only young people, but for businessmen and women globally. Plan to spend your Monday afternoons with Eddie George and his empowering talk radio show, Radio by George. That's every Monday at 1 p.m. PST, right here on the Voice America channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio. We are talking to Bob Anderson today. He is uh, the man behind the camera and behind the genius of a brand new show. 
that is coming out this fall geared at green teens. It's called Eco Company. The website for the show is www.eco.com. Dash company, company is spelled out, dot TV. And there you will find some videos he's already shot. He's got a very innovative and cool format for the show. All you parents of teenagers and preteens out there, you're going to want your kids to watch this show. In fact, we were just talking about before the break how it's going to be a great show for families to watch together. Bob, we're so glad you could join us on Go Green Radio. Thanks so much for being with us. Well, it's my pleasure. Well, I would love to know what your plans are to allow fans of the show to interact, because I know you're going to have millions of fans right out of the shoot. Uh, if I have anything to do with it, all of the Go Green Radio listeners are going to be watching the show, and I would love to know how fans are going to be able to interact with the show, because I'm seeing a lot of shows out there, even for adults. I mean, I, I have my list of programs that I love to watch, and sometimes I can't watch them when they're actually on TV, so I watch them online, and they have an online presence that allows the show to go way beyond just the television watching experience, blogs and, you know, whatever, websites and all this stuff. What are your plans to allow these teenage fans of the show, Eco Company, to interact with you? Well, we know it's important. Um, you know, we were talking about the amount of time that um, teens spend watching TV. Well, they also spend an awful lot of time with their computers. I know uh, one of my daughters, when she'd come home from school, would go up to her room and I wouldn't see her because she's on her computer not only doing homework, I hope, um, but also communicating people with on MySpace and Facebook and and texting and all the other kinds of social interactivity. So we will definitely participate in all the major social networking websites. No matter you know, no matter what you think about them, they're a great way to reach teens. Sure. So you'll see Eco Company on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and MySpace and, you know, there's so many um, that will be all the, on all of those that we feel are relevant. Um, but not only creating awareness of the show, but also making teens aware that they too can become a part of Eco Company by creating their own videos and uploading them on the Eco Company website. Our website, um, you know, was, was built primarily at this stage as a marketing tool so television stations could see what the show was going to look like and, and our ideas for the website. But it's being totally redesigned right now and rebuilt and will be up and running with the full interactive elements um, in a couple of months and a couple of months before the show premieres in September. And uh, so all of the videos that are submitted following an approval process to make sure they're appropriate for the website mm-hmm. and that they are staying within the subject, ma- subject matter Mm-hmm. will be archived and searchable on the website, and we will feature the better ones on, on the home page, and some will be selected to be used in the television program. So we're very excited about that part of it and, and believe that that will help get more teens and more students engaged around the country. That is so cool. And, you know, you've really hit on it. I mean, teens are doing this, and if you want to reach an audience, I don't care what that audience is, this is an age-old PR and marketing truism. Go to where your audience is already gathered. That is why companies advertise on certain channels. Like if you want to sell Martha Stewart living bed sheets, put it on the Home and Garden TV network because that's where people most likely to buy that product are going to be looking for ads. So, you know, I feel like, and I've even done this in my nonprofit, you know, I didn't just put up a website and try to drive traffic to that. I've used social media 
to go where people are already gathered and say, hey, let's get together and, and here's what I've got to offer. Would you like to opine? Would you like to be involved? And it really has shown some rudimentary respect for my audience. And I love to hear that you're doing that as well, that TV is not just what happens in that little TV box or in some cases that gargantuan flat screen box, but it's an experience and it reaches people in their daily lives, not just when they flip on the TV. I think that's super cool. And I think that you will be rewarded for that because I think teens are really going to get into this opportunity to interact with the show, especially if some of their video content makes it onto the show. That's really cool. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we will, we will listen. We have our 14 hosts and some young interns working on the show, and we will pick their brains and take their advice in terms of uh, how to reach our audience. I think that's awesome. I think that's really awesome. Now, Bob, kind of pulling back into the sort of strategic and philosophical, you know, piece of this, why do you think, personally, it's important to have a show like this on the air? I mean, I know... You have really put a lot of personal investment and sacrifice into this project. It's not been easy to take it from its inception to where you are today, ready to launch it at a national level. Why are you personally so passionate about this? Well, I'm passionate about television. I've spent my life in, in television and, and creating programs, and uh, I'm also passionate about making programs that are meaningful and relevant. And I'm also passionate about living a sustainable lifestyle. So right now I didn't feel that that need for programming on TV, especially those aimed at a younger audience, was being served. Um, You certainly don't see a lot of programming talking about these issues in mainstream media on a day-to-day, day-in and day-out basis. You'll see some on theme weeks and around Earth Day and, and some things like that. Um, there's certainly a lot more than there were a few years ago, I think, thanks in large part to an inconvenient truth that raised the awareness bar tremendously. Um, so anyway, it just seemed like the right direction for me to go as I launch a, a production entity to develop series programming. Well, and I want Go Green, Radio, Go Green Radio listeners to take note of something very important that Bob just said. I love this. You've been in TV your whole life, and you're passionate about sustainable living. So you've taken your gifts, what you're good at, and you're using your gifts and your talents to help promote sustainable living. Now, the lesson in that for everybody out there, of course, is that look at what you're good at. You know, maybe you're good at writing blogs. Maybe you're good at, you know, developing events that get people to come together. Um, You know, whatever it is you're good at, take that and put it into your passion to go green. I know our Go Green Radio listeners are very passionate, um, and and this is the lesson in all of this. That's why I have so many great, different variety of guests on Go Green Radio. The, the message is simple. Take what you're good at and make the world a better place using your gifts and talents. So I love that, Bob. Now, I know you're trying to shoot the pilot episodes right now, so it may be difficult to look beyond 13 weeks of material, but take us inside your crystal ball for just a minute. If this show is as successful as I believe in my heart it will be. What will Season 2, or maybe even Season 10, look like? Well, you're right. It's hard to think past uh, getting the first 13 episodes done. Um, but I do know where I'd like the show to be, certainly after two seasons. Um, 13 episodes is a modest number of episodes, but it's very difficult to get a show like this launched and 
get the station clearances to make a go of it. We've done a great job um, for basically an unestablished production entity and an unestablished program distributor. We'll launch the show uh, in September with something uh, a bit north of 50% coverage of the country, availability and 50% coverage. If we're lucky, we'll get up to 60 or 70%. We're still working on that. Um, by the end of year two, I believe that we'll, we'll have cleared over 90% of the country. We'll have, by then, 26 high-quality, high-definition programs. And I believe we'll be able to gain distribution internationally and begin to have an impact around the world as well. What I would like to see in four to five years and, and beyond is the ability and the budget that comes with that because of wonderful advertiser support mm -hmm. to have teen correspondents around the country and maybe even around the world contributing stories to the program to make it a truly national and international programming. Um, you know, in the beginning, in the first season, we'll be shooting the program primarily around the San Francisco Bay Area and Northern California. There's certainly a wealth of stories here, and they will all be stories that people can relate to all across the country. Mm -hmm. um, but my dream is to have more stories from around the country. Um, and the stories submitted to our website will achieve that to some extent. Um, and I was contacted not long ago, actually, via Eco Company's Twitter profile mm -hmm. by a gentleman in India who was interested in getting teens there to contribute stories. So there's definitely uh, an interest and an appetite for it in all parts of the globe. That is amazing. Congratulations, Bob. That is really fantastic. How exciting. Um, that's definitely something that I know our Go Green Radio listeners will want to get involved in. I want to remind everybody of your website so that if you want to contact Bob and say, you know, I want to help, what can I do? Um, it's www.eco-company, company is spelled out, .tv. Get on there and contact Bob. Now, I imagine that a lot of our Go Green Radio listeners will want to get involved in supporting your show. How can they best do that? Give us a couple, three ways that our listeners can help you in the minute that we have before we go to break. Um, wow, a couple of three ways. Well, the biggest way, I mean, the biggest uh, support I need right now are sponsors for the show. Mm -hmm. uh, like you said, I've got a large investment in this show just because I really wanted to see it done and happen. And it's our advertisers that are essentially going to pay for it. And, um, you know, there will be seven sponsors of the show, that's our hope, um, who will each get one 30-second spot each week in the show for a year. And that's what we're out there looking for right now are those companies who have their own sustainable culture, who believe in education, and have a product or brand or an image that this environment of this show makes a lot of sense for them and reaching, you know, over 50 million households potentially every week. That's um, huge. And I know that our Go Green Radio listeners know the right people to talk to. And so, folks, if you're out there and you have the ability to help Bob with this, this is a great, great vehicle for helping our teens go green. So go on to his website. Direct your friends and family to his website. And, and let's support Eco Company. Bob, thank you so so much for being on Go Green Radio. It was a pleasure having you on. It's been my pleasure, and I really enjoyed it. Well, thanks, Bob. And folks, don't go away. When we come back, 
We're going to be talking to Bill Radulovich. He's involved with some very exciting projects uh, that, that are brand new. We've never talked about them on Go Green Radio. So stick around. We'll be right, at, right back after these commercial breaks. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Go behind the scenes of what you see, hear, and read on the news. Learn the ins and outs of public relations on Stars of PR with Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Cindy Rakowitz is a Clio Award winner and founder of Rock and Roll Public Relations who wants to share her PR experiences and knowledge with you. Learn how to handle a crisis, deal with celebrities, and become a terrific PR executive. Listen to the Stars of PR with Cindy Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time here on News Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%, 43%, or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio. We have a guest that is a personal friend of mine, dear, dear friend of mine. We've known each other for a long time. His name is Bill Radulovich, and I have known him all these years as my children's principal. He is not just an educator. He is so much more. Um, He has been an amazing influence on our hometown of Pleasanton, California, and way, way beyond. Now, he just let the cat out of the bag. I've been dying to have him on the show to talk about what he's going into, um, but he just let the cat out of the bag so that I can say he is retiring, um, but he's not really retiring. He's just retiring from education in terms of being an administrator in a public school. He's going on to educate the whole wide world on going green and some very interesting topics. And so we are going to be talking with him. He is the founder and executive director of a project called Project Earthrise. Here is the website, www.projectearthrise.org. He is also a partner with an organization called Global Green Partners. Uh, that's a company that was founded to bring business and government leaders together to tackle climate change and environmental issues in a realistic fashion, and they say to present solutions, not platitudes, which I love and appreciate. 
Bill, welcome back to Go Green Radio. We've previously introduced you on the show as the world's very first principal of the Go Green Initiative um, and an award-winning educator. But today, we're going to be talking about three new endeavors that you are undertaking and your quote-unquote retirement. We can't even call it a retirement. That's right. (laughs) So let's begin with Project Earthrise. Tell us about the organization you founded and what's happening on that front. I'd love to, Jill. Uh, First of all, thanks for having me on. I can't imagine a better way to spend a Friday morning here in California, sunny Friday morning here in California than uh, having an intimate conversation with you and a million of our best friends. (laughs) <laughs> Anyhow, you're right about the, we might call it retirement, I've been uh, calling it repurposing or recareering, and Earthrise is really, um, you know, sort of the center of all of that. Um, Earthrise is a non-profit, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a concept that evolved um, over, some, over some years, uh, serendipitously and fortuitously, and, you know, uh, much of it starts, much of the origin, the genesis of it comes from, you know, my early affiliation with you in Go Green. And some of the synergy that was created around that, um, which led from there to uh, becoming a PG&E solar uh, school. And I go around the country talking the story up about a one-kilowatt PV cell that could and developed into the first solar school district and beyond, and now Earthrise itself. Um, it bega- begins with a relationship with a, a large oil energy company that uh, so some coincidences that happen here and there within the district, and pretty soon we found ourselves over the course of a couple of months being the sort of the center, the locus of a competition between four of the world's largest um, engineering and energy companies to uh, set up a, a renewable uh, a school, a sustainable school district based on renewable energy. And uh, as a result of that and all those experiences, what we've done is we've called out from that all of the best and we've developed um, this nonprofit called Project Earthrise, which is devoted to doing four things, bringing renewable energy into schools for free, um, to uh, helping to teach setting in place a sustainable curriculum uh, within the schools that is just embedded within existing curriculums is not a, another layer that takes place. Mm-hmm. Um, then new methods for uh, energy management, both technical and behavioral, is the third part of it. And then the fourth part that really wraps it all up and sums it up is, is developing green culture and making green for kids not only fun but also cool. And the concept behind all of this is it's an upstream concept. You know, we've been doing talking about green from the policy level. We've been talking uh, about being green from, um, you know, the commercial level um, and, and the higher education, but it really has to be front-loaded. And we have to get way upstream on this and not start at the level of commerce, but really start at the level of the cradle. And that's why uh, this particular project is a K-12 project. I love it. And, you know, for Go Green Radio listeners out there, if you want to talk about a credible program, you can't get more credible than a program that was created by a man who has spent 35 years as a very successful educator um, in the public education system. It just It's credible from beginning to end. And I think that you're going to have a ton of success with teachers who recognize they're going to look at this program and say, oh, my goodness, Somebody who respects my day-to-day life in the classroom came up with this. It's not a new curriculum. It's not more being asked of me. It really does respect the day-to-day life on campus. I think that's terrific. Well, we got that lesson. You know, part of the lesson was learned from Go Green. You know, when we first uh, rolled it out here, the first Go Green project here at Walnut Grove School, that was really what you and I, we did a pinky shake on that, didn't we? we yeah, we did. We bring this forward in a way that really fits the culture of the school. You know, we're not going to impose, but we're, you know, we're, we have two systems here, and they can become interdependent and mutually, you know, enhancing. And that's really the idea. That's really the concept, and that's really the key to sustainability. 
Yeah, it really is because, I mean, you know, anyone who has spent time around schools know that teachers are incredibly impacted with instructional minutes and standards that they have to meet. And if you're going to be successful in creating a green culture, it's got to be integrated into that world, not something that's imposed on top of that world. One of the things that I really love in looking at your Project Earthrise website is the recognition of how critically important energy conservation and energy sourcing is. Bill, talk to us about your perspective about the role that energy management plays in the overall scheme of environmental protection. Uh, it, it's just huge. You know, it's, it's often, and in so many cases, it's the low-hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. You know, so frequently we, we think in terms of energy, you know, in terms of how can we bring in renewable energy and how can, you know, we think in terms of the sourcing when we really miss some of the obvious, easy, and economical kind of savings that are right in front of us here that we can do just by, by practicing changing out CFLs. I mean, just, it just goes on and on and on. And, you know, so what we've been able to do here, for example, at Walnut Grove when we started with Go Green was we started with recycling we've, uh, um, and, and reusing and reducing. And, the, and what's been so amazing about all this is, is, is what has happened over the course of years. Um, we have, we've become a community recycling center the uh, last Friday of every month. And the money that comes in from recycling all goes directly back into the classrooms. And we've created quite a little uh, economy of about almost $7,000 a year that gets recycled directly back into classrooms. No one touches it. There's no skimming. There's no sharing. There's every single cent. There's no administration. It's all volunteer. But it's a community effort. And it's taken place because people see the opportunities and they see how opportunities actually can pay back these we call green opportunities. And so we get people on board with that. And, uh, you know, we, I just talked to my custodian on campus, and here's just like a, a, it's, it's, it's a little symbolic, metaphoric kind of story, but I asked him um, how many uh, bags of trash we were producing as a school today. And he said, uh, total, we're down to three to five, average of about four bags of trash. I said, how was that, say, ten years ago? He said, 30-plus a day. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that amazing? It is. And, you know, the energy connection to that, of course, is that when you recycle things, Yep. You you actually save energy. A lot of people don't understand the connection between recycling and energy conservation, but when you create new things out of recycled content material, yep. it actually takes a lot less energy. Jill, that's the key. And once people understand this calculus and how all of that works, we really can affect major and very, very significant change. You know, it's not just about plug load, and it's not just about what we're demanding from the grid. Well, those are really important, and all that sourcing is important. That's really the second phase. We really got to clean up our own house and change our own behavior first, and then we add that on top of it, and then we're going to really ride this engine someplace very green and very promising. Well, and it actually makes it more likely that we'll be able to live off of renewable and green energy sources if we, if we aren't sucking so much off the grid. One of the things that you have on your Project Earthrise website, and I want everybody to open a new web browser and check this out while you're listening. It's www.projectearthrise.org. You talk about the concept of e-coaches, and I've seen this work so beautifully, um, starting at Walnut Grove and then going around our school districts. Explain to our Go Green Radio listeners how this e-coach program works and what benefits the school district can expect when they implement it. Yeah, I'd love to talk about it because it's, it's, it's so easy, it's so natural, and it's been so amazingly successful. Essentially what we did is um, wrote a small grant. And, uh, but these things can be very self-sustaining in order to, uh, to begin this program. And I asked for volunteers, one from each school. We have 18,000 students, uh, close to 
20,000 right now, actually, in our school district. So we have 15 schools, and they asked that each uh, school identify a volunteer who'd like to be an e-coach for a small stipend. We figured they should be paid for it in value just as other kinds of coaches as well. Even though we can't remunerate them very much, symbolically, it's important that we do, that we show there's value in what they're doing. So they all stepped forward, and so we, I, I got this crew together, and we sat down and said, what's our goal? Our goal is to reduce, you know, to reduce sort of the plug load for the whole district, our demand on the grid, and to start to build into place all kinds across the board from composting and gardening and everything we can do, different kinds of practices that will reduce the amount of energy that we consume as a school district, will lower our carbon footprint as a school district, and help to teach the kids at the same time. So each school, each coach went back to their school. Each of them had slightly different passions, different things that they wanted to do. But all of us decided that one of the things we would do is help to educate staff and kids on how we really manage energy, shut lights off, use you know natural lighting, things like that, um, uh, remove a, 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 a bulb here and there, um, all of those simple kind of practices, set the, um, our thermostats at a reasonable rate or level, um, custodians and practices when they clean classes, shutting lights when they leave, just all these little things. So we started passing out the word, and each of us in our own little fiefdom started talking to people about that, not pushing, not, not, not you know, we were not the energy Nazis, we were just their friends, <laughs> giving them some good ideas how we could do this. Well, we were amazed because in May of 2006, we decided to pull out all of our PG&E, that's our energy provider, our bills for the last for the year preceding that, and to compare, we looked at May of 2005 versus May of 2006. We looked at our bills in the district, and we found that every school had reduced very significantly their consumption of energy. And this was before the program was fully even uh, rolled out. This was the wow. very first month in which we took a, a barometer reading on this, and we found that we we saved nearly ten thousand ninety four hundred dollars. The very first month, we put that, rolled that out over the course of the year, and that's very significant savings that we're able to bring about. We do it because we take the savings, and this is what's the beauty of it, we have incentives, and the money that's saved by the school under a baseline goes directly back to the school, and the school staff decides how they could best utilize that money. Brilliant. Yes, I love it, Bill. Well, the interesting thing, Jill, is that we decided with the school budgets being as they are, to give the money back to the district so that we could hire, you know, keep jobs and whatnot. And the e-coaches all said fine, and we're, we still have even higher levels of participation. People wow. do the incentives, yeah. That is brilliant. I, I love that on so many levels. Um, it, Bill, you blow my mind. I mean, the innovation is just amazing. And, folks, we're going to be back and talk with Bill even more. I mean, this is just the tip of the iceberg about what this man is doing for our world um, please don't go away because after these commercial breaks, we are going to talk to Bill about even more exciting stuff. So don't go away. We'll be right back with more Go Green Radio. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at one 472 5787 one 472 5787 That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%? 43%? Or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Hi, my name is Aaron, and I'm a survivor of mannequinism. Mannequinism is basically when you turn into a hard plastic shell. They say it's from not being politically active. For me, it started when I didn't register to vote. And then I stopped volunteering, and before I knew it, I wasn't doing anything. And that's when I found a small patch of plastic on my right shoulder. Protect yourself from mannequinism. Log on to fightmannequinism.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Do you know what the most complex piece of your business capital investment is? Is it the technology? Is it the infrastructure? Could it be the office and corporate structure? The most complex piece of your business capital investment is the human being. Return on Human Capital is a unique program that discusses some of the most important issues facing leaders in business. Join your hosts, Howard Pines and Jay Santamaria, for Return on Human Capital, Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio. Folks, we are talking with Bill Radulovich, good friend of mine. He's the founder and executive director of an amazing nonprofit organization called Project Earthrise. The website is www.projectearthrise.org. And if you were listening in the last segment um, and you want to support his organization, get out on his website, contact him, and volunteer your time, your talents, your Treasure. Um, nonprofits are always appreciative for that so that he can keep doing all the great things he's doing to make this world a better place. Now, for a lot of people, running a program like Project Earthrise would be a full-time job, more than enough to manage. But, Bill, you and I seem to suffer from the same affliction, the need <laughs> to soak up as many wonderful green experiences and contacts as possible. It's hard to even call it work because we're having so much fun. And now you're also involved in a very exciting new venture called Global Green Partners. And, folks, if you want to check out the website while we're talking about Global Green Partners, open a new web browser. Don't close this one because we want you to keep listening to Go Green Radio. Open a new web browser and go to www.globalgreenpartners.net. Now, Bill, tell us about this organization, who's involved, and what you're aiming to accomplish. 
Well, certainly. There, there are three of us, two gentlemen from Los Angeles, and really the founder is uh, Renato Romano. He's uh, truly a Renaissance man. He is an artist. He uh, was recognized in October by the Italian film industry with a Lifetime Achievement Award. But he's been a social activist and an environmental activist in the Los Angeles area for about 20 years, 30 years. Um, he is uh, a developer. He has just, just so many interesting and fascinating things about him. And we made, uh, I, I met him while I was speaking at a uh, conference, a green technology conference. He, if you will, discovered me. And we've uh, been close partners since then. He asked me to be one of three partners in an LLC, limited liability company, out of West Los Angeles called Global Green. And Global Green is really all about creating the economic and educational and social synergy around this whole green revolution notion and uh, really helping to partner. He, Renato is also, among other things, the uh, director of the European Business Council, uh, we launched Global Green with uh, um, uh, a fellow by the name of John Bruton, who's also known as the Celtic Tiger. He was the former Prime mm. Minister of Ireland, and he's now the uh, ambassador to the United States from the European Union. And so he really launched us in Beverly Hills at a speaking engagement in December when we kicked off. So that's the kind of uh, world grasp that this organization is looking at getting its arms around. What we're trying to do is bring together um, some of those folks who have been who have very promising practices all around the world in terms of clean tech and green tech, and bringing them together with American partners because we know that for, through in America through our economic system we're really going to be the center of a of, of the major changes that are about to take place around developing these, these new economies and these shifts in, in economic focus um, towards the, what we call green revolution a new uh, green economy. And so really we're looking at doing that, and we're looking at doing it around the concept of what's called climate prosperity. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. Sure. Um, the climate prosperity notion is one that we do also in partnership with Mark Weiss. Dr. Weiss is a former professor at Columbia University who uh, just this last week was speaking before the UN, and his uh, Global Urban Development Organization is, is funded by the Rockefeller Brothers, and he has... They're stationed all around the world, but it's a notion about um, that, that suggests that we we're no longer we're at a new nexus, and the nexus is that our, uh, our our prosperity in the future really depends on us becoming efficient, and that we don't need to go back into the caves in order to be green and survive. We need to move forward and to be innovative, to be efficient, and to develop the new green technologies that need to be in place and clean technologies in order to prosper. The whole uh, Silicon Valley uh, organization, what organizes, they're all organized around the corporate and government uh, uh, entities in Silicon Valley, organized around a thing called the um, Joint Venture, and that's a, a large organization that has both government and business, the biggest Google applied uh, 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 systems and other uh, materials, rather, and others are all part of that. They've convened their first meeting of the Climate Prosperity Council of the Silicon Valley just a week ago Friday, and Mark is helping to lead that. And basically what the, where the Silicon Valley is going is from IT to ET, environmental technology, CT, clean technology, GT. And they're taking the leadership in it, and this LLC is working with European firms that have been about the green technologies. They've got a head up on us here. And we're trying to find places in America where we can incubate them and wed them with uh, uh, and bring this green talent into America to help to perpetuate it. Very cool. And, you know, I was just in Beijing um, over Earth Day, and I went um, to the second annual Green Business Summit put on by the China Entrepreneurs Club. And some of the CEOs that were a part of that um, effort made some very interesting comments that I think you'll find some synergy with. They said, you know, 
China at the moment has a certain GDP per capita um, that's much lower than the GDP per capita, gross domestic product per capita in the U.S. and in Europe. And they want to live as well as we do. The Americans, yep. Yep, who wouldn't? And so the Chinese understand that they need to see those numbers rise. The amount of gross domestic product per capita needs to rise in order for the Chinese uh, folks to have the standard of living they want. But they also understand something very clearly, and that is the linear connection between that GDP per capita number and the amount of kilowatts per hour per person. And when they look at, you know, countries like the U.S. and countries in Europe where they believe the standard of living is higher, they can see that there's also a certain amount of energy per person available. And so one of the things that they believe will be the driver for their economy and the global economy is making sure that there is enough kilowatt hours per person um, to increase productivity, to increase the economy, and to live well. Like you say, climate prosperity. Prosperity is going to depend on a certain amount of energy per capita, and unless we want to pollute the world to an egregious extent, it's going to have to be clean, green energy. So I think what you're talking about is something that, you know, there are a lot of Chinese companies and a lot of Chinese entrepreneurs who are working on this as well, and it's very exciting. Well, we have a little project going on with uh, one of the Global Green Partners, Ronaldo Vesalina, and Vesaliza, and uh, we're looking at uh, working with the Native American group, and they have non-arable land. They are uh, basically their their sole income right now is coming off of gaming, which is uh, you know neither here nor there. I'm not going to pass any value judgment on it, but it's not the, the the route that they necessarily want to pursue for the long term. And so we're looking at developing with them an energy uh, renewable energy production center uh, where they will be wholesaling um, uh, energy from their from their land using non-arable land, producing uh, great income for them, but at the same time creating an educational system within that creates green talent, the development of uh, in-place, planet-friendly jobs, well-paying jobs for those who are growing up on these lands, as opposed to necessarily maybe working uh, in those service-level jobs that many of them are doing within the gaming and, and, and hospitality organizations that are there. So we're looking at trying to create very much a similar thing, a small economic models, but we need to develop these small, and we're working on the macrocosm, where the Chinese are microcosm, where the Chinese are working on the macro, but we're looking at, uh, at really starting some small fires like this all over the planet. Well, and, and what you're describing has such um, social justice yeah. and environmental justice implications. It's just so exciting. Bill, you know, I just, we've got to have you back on <laughs> Radio. We could talk all day, and you're such a great guest. But more importantly, you're a great human being. Oh, and I'm just so proud to be your friend, and I wish you all the best. Folks, check out uh, both the websites, www.projectearthrise.org and www.globalgreenpartners.net. Next week, we'll be back with more Go Green Radio top-notch guests, as I always deliver. Until then, have a great week and go green.
Did you get some terrific ideas from today's show? Please join us for more next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. It's Go Green Radio with Jill Buck here on Voice America. Go Green Radio is proudly sponsored by Covanta Energy, a leader in providing renewable energy solutions for a cleaner world. Visit www.covantaenergy.com for more information. We'll see you here next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.